1515 now probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and we'll just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partners, me, Stuart Pro. Yes, Miller. And we back. We've been on a little hiatus. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to um, get these podcasts recorded. Um, I mean, I guess we just got to work harder, I guess. But, but yeah, we're back. Stuff to talk about. I mean... But we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's wrestling, so we can find a lot to talk about. And sometimes, I mean, when it's dead, it's dead. Um, yeah. I mean, I, do you have a, a match to watch for? Actually, I do. I'm glad you asked that. Um, yeah. My match to watch for is actually um, from AEW Dynamite. Um I thought they've been putting on a really good show um, as far as the tape um, matches. Um, but the match that stood out for me out of everything I've been watching this week is Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. I thought that match was just really good. Um, and they, it, even though it was a, it was the opening bout of the show, they went at it like it was the main event. Mm-hmm. And they did crazy stuff from Darby taking um, Sammy's boot off. And I just thought it was well put together, especially when you don't have fans. Because I feel like the psychology has to be a lot different in a match when there's no fans in the crowd because you're drawing off of them. And that's how you, you know, plan a match. Um, there were, oh, 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 this is what I wanted to tell you. There's this really good article, too, because mm-hmm. it made me think of um, something AJ Styles said about Tanahashi being um, – like a master psychologist in the ring. Um, he talked about a match he had with him where he had um, Tanahashi in the calf killer. Uh-huh. And he's like wrenching it. Huh? I'm, I'm listening. I said, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, had him, he had him in the calf killer and he was, you know, wrenching it, wrenching it. And he's like, why is this dude not tapping? Why, or why is this calf dude crushing. having me still oh. hold this and he's not grabbing the ropes? Like, try to grab yeah. the ropes. And... What ended up happening was um, Tana pointed it out that in the front row there was a group of, um, of, of women crying, thinking that Tana was going to tap, and he just wanted to pull at those strings more. So I'm bringing that up because I think what they did was, you know, they had to bring out the awe factor, but also at the same time do it within the confines of the rules. So, you know, taking his boot and stuff he did. And, um, so shout out to Sam and uh, Reality for their tournament match. Hopefully, uh, Darby wins this TNT championship. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I just been out of touch, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've been. I mean, I've been in and out. And I pay attention. Um, obviously, since we've been gone, we've seen the the releases of um, a lot of WWE talent. Um, Oh, I have the list. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. But I know. But, but it was other people on there that, that hadn't got released and everything. I just remember. I remember we had that conversation. I'm like, but some of these people, they haven't been released. Like, they're not saying it on WWE's website, but other people are reporting. They're like, oh, like, Kylie Sane got released. Um, Ember Moon. Oh, yeah, there were... Yeah, no, they're still with the company. They're not yeah. gone. Even though Kaidi's contract's up soon. Yeah. Um, but they're not. There was a fake list, but then there's a real list. And then there's um, 
you know, like there's there's some people who haven't said anything yet, I guess, or mm-hmm. didn't say anything till later on. Um, like yeah. Cassius Ono, he didn't say anything till later on, but it was already it was announced like earlier. Yeah. Well, cause but I really did, yeah. did, you, did you hear about Sarah Logan? Nah, you said did I hear about Sarah Logan? Yeah. What about her? So apparently, she's probably gonna get hired back. Because of the Viking Raiders? So, well, not just the Viking Raiders. Apparently, a lot of people vouch for her, um, for her versatility. But that's something I've been telling people. Because remember, when she first got signed, I was excited. Because remember, she was crazy married. And they kind of yeah. couldn't find anything for her, which was weird. Because she's so good at whatever you have her do. Brawl, rep, like she could do it all. And that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, hey, man, you let go of somebody who's going to be an asset. What are you doing? And I think the Viking Raiders thing had something to do with it. But we'll talk about Viking Raiders, too, because something annoyed me from Raw. Oh, yeah, that did. But you know what? To me, look, what WWE did was inevitable, right? Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it took the pandemic in order for them to actually go this route. But they've been handcuffing talent for the past, what, two, three years? It's been at least two, three years since they really have stopped because you know we always anticipated i uh, at this point in time wwe finna start cutting talent and letting them go they usually happen around that usually happens around wrestlemania like after after wrestlemania right they let they mm-hmm. have the big cuts and it was something that used to happen year after year every year and then I want to say it's been three, at least three years. I could be wrong. Somebody can fact check me. Really don't give a shit. But I know at least for... (laughs) I mean, I know in the recent past, WWE hasn't released talent. Unless they ask for it. And even then, it's been a grind. Like, yo, do we let them go? But other than that, they've really been holding on to all this talent. And it's been because people like somebody like a Kairi saying who can leave and go and have a place to go and make just as much, if not more money, wherever they land. Um, a lot of these wrestlers are just being handcuffed by WWE because they actually do have other places to go now and make legit the same amount of money. If not, make less money, but then still work a lesser schedule. You know, it, everything can even or if you're out. Somebody, if you're somebody like, for for example, if you're somebody like a um, um, a machine gun, if you're like a machine gun, um, Carl Anderson, you already know how to maneuver in an independent setting because you spent or or in that setting where you're working in um, international dates and then, you know, you're home for X amount of time from a tour and then you, he's already established that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's always maintained that the money that he was making with WWE was good money, obviously. And that's why he was there, mm-hmm. but he knows how to live, you know, within the constructs of things. That's just extra dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he knows how to work with the budget of a new Japan. It's just like, Oh, okay. WWE is going to pay me this. Um, so I think for a lot of guys now, 
It's not like it used to be in the 80s and I think like the early 90s where guys didn't have their heads on right as far as the financial aspect goes because so many guys that were coming up, you know, would always tell the younger guys, hey, man, put your money away, put your money away, put your money away, you know, so you're not like Ric Flair. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's guys who are, like you said, they were handcuffed for so long, but at the same time. I think some of them knew in their mind, like like a Zack Ryder. I think Zack Ryder knew his time was coming, and I think he made he set himself up so that when that time came, he'd be straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just stack on the side. Yeah. I mean. So I think some of it is my point was some of it is choice. I do believe yeah. some people have been wanting to go and they're just not gonna let them go until this happened, and then mm-hmm. they were like, fine, like a Zack Ryder. Yeah. But I think he held on for so long and resigned all those times because he was like, let me get this cake while I can here, doing a little system or not doing anything <laughs> so that when the time comes, I can do what I want. Yeah. I think a lot of these wrestlers that did get released, where they land probably is going to depend on who start opening up, who has the money to actually start signing these wrestlers um, first. And space. Yeah, and, and space. space. Yeah. And and um, Cause I think AEW. a lot of them are going to land places. I I can see Carl Anderson and uh, and um, Luke Gallows landing in AEW over New Japan. I can see them working some New Japan dates in the beginning, but I see them in AEW only because I see them wanting to make history and go through all the major promotions and win championships. Because those dudes are well, that good. Well, Carl Anderson has already pretty much said that he's going back to New Japan. Yeah. And, like, the the second he already put a video out, and I'm pretty... I'm well, not he put 100%. Out a cryptic, he I'll put say, out a cryptic, like, what's the name, like, his return date. Who knows? No, no. No, what I'm saying is, dude, because they don't have a definitive date... When they're gonna return to um, to touring, they haven't announced it yet. But I'm fairly certain he's like either signed or about to sign back with New Japan. Um, and then Luke Gallows talked about he wants to work with Impact, mm-hmm. so he could get in behind the scenes and stuff like that. It doesn't mean that they might. I can see AEW using them for like one offs and you know a week here or like you know they show up and just because they they have they do that. Which but is I, a different landscape. I honestly, not going to sign with yeah. AEW at all. Which is what AEW did. Which, I mean, they what they did was great. I mean, it's they they are legit. The first, can we say this? Because we, I mean, we can sit there and say, oh, you know, ROH is a is a major uh, wrestling company. You know, we can sit there and say all this, but. Um, Truth be told, as far as mainstream, on has a national television um, contract. AEW is the only wrestling company right now that has working relationships with other companies, and those people are actually on the show. Whereas, you know, WWE has working relationship with other companies, but you don't often see. Somebody from Evolve coming up and just wrestling at a WWE show. And, and if they do, and, I mean, they, they have they use them as jobbers. You know, you're gonna get beat right. up by. They, and they use them as jobbers, not as a 
come look at this main attraction. Like, right. this dude has traveled here, 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 and, and look, we got them here to come perform for you. WWE yeah. doesn't do that. I don't think WWE's ever been in the business of doing that either. Even when they have relationships with other people, because mm-hmm. I still remember um, Sabu was talking about when, um, and this is my uh, like a talent thing, on a shoot interview, he talked about how they brought him in for a tryout, right? And he was like, first of all, he was already like a tryout. And I wrestle. This is what I do. You, either you see what I do. You like it, you sign me. Mm-hmm. They brought, but he was like, they'll pay me, so fine, he went. And the what they were having him try out for was for the Sultan, actually. I don't know if you remember the Sultan. Yeah. But, so, okay. So... They were like, okay, we like what you do. Um, Vince wants you know, to tone you down, do this, and then you're going to be the sultan and wear a mask and all this. And he's like, what the hell? And then they wanted him you know, to do this and that and the third. And it, it was like he, he said to him, we're in the business of creating talent, not signing talent. That's what he had told Sabu. And Which I, I see what they do. I mean, I, I, I just recently read an interview – that uh, Aaron Anderson had did, and um, he was talking about Cesaro. And, like, you know, as... I I can't speak for Cesaro. I can't understand how he would truly feel. But for me, this is one of those things where I'm like, yo, why didn't I get released? Because I would have wanted to be released. Just because of the fact that I'm just like, yo, you... You know I'm a top-tier talent, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I can actually probably show you. I mean, the problem, I think, in the wrestling aspect, even though I will sit there and tell you without a shadow of doubt, Ric Flair is the greatest of whoever did it, right? Maybe Shawn Michaels can jump into that argument. Um, As far as best performers, best wrestlers, best people, Period. On the mic, in the ring. You know, you have wrestlers that you can point to. But it's kind of hard to sit there and point to who's legit the best wrestler because of the fact that it's all fabricated. Right? Mm-hmm. If I want you to show that you're the best, I can give you the opportunity. You can go out there, you can do it. Cesaro already did it, though. I mean, you, we can go back to the match for the United States Championship, John Cena versus Cesaro. I mean, Cesaro, when we were there live, I believe that was in Chicago. Um, that right there was one of the best matches that you can put on for everybody. It's still not making nowhere. Like, that's just how crazy that is. It's like, yo, I did this, and yet you still don't recognize how great of a talent I am to still have me at this mid-card. Not be able to sell me as one of the top players on this roster. That's nuts to me. With his mic skills and with his wrestling skills, and he has the look. I mean, he has he checks all three boxes of what but he doesn't have the Vince look though dude that's the thing like he so Vince you know he likes the menacing heels and Cesaro's not that and then as far as Cesaro he's been on like record saying like 
he wouldn't want to go back to to the indies or he, well he specifically said indies in the interview I watched because he feels like anything would be a step down so he feels like he would be a WWE lifer so it's like Nakamura he's happy surfing and doing what he's doing he don't care oh yeah but I mean with Nakamura though I mean he's been so successful that for him it probably doesn't matter Anyway. Right, I see what you're saying. For Cesaro, he still he deserves more. Yeah, I think even more so now he'd be more keen to stay because he's seen what happened with Drew McIntyre, and so maybe his thought process is, well, if I just hang in there one of these days, yeah, I could be or Kofi. One of these days, I could be like Kofi. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, damn, Cesaro would be so dope anywhere yeah. else, but that's just not what he wants. Yeah, but the thing with the thing with Drew McIntyre, though, his look kind of changed. He went from that mm-hmm. baby face look. Cause remember, he was clean shaven, even in his body. He didn't have yeah. hair on his chest and shit like that. He didn't have the taco meat. But now he got the taco meat on his chest. He got a beard. I mean, the intensity that he brings now versus what he brought back then when he was first there wasn't there. And his skill set changed, though, because yeah. of the people he was wrestling. Yeah. I think him being on the Indies was one of the best things that could ever happen to him because he, he's, like, light years better than he was when he was just with WWE to me. Yeah. Like, and, his with Roderick Strong. And, and maybe that's where... Yeah, and maybe that's where Cesaro feels the same, like... I've done this on the indie. So it ain't like you, did, you yeah, can't see or say. haven't seen what I've done. Now is, I mean, to me, how long do you wait though before you before right. you you know, like even for him, how long do you wait? Because AEW is there, and no right. matter what WWE feels like, they they're the top company in in all of the world. You got companies. Maybe New Japan doesn't count, even though it's a major company. New Japan, it's just all going to depend whether or not you want to live in Japan or you want to live in the States. That's where it comes down with New Japan. Like, really? Because John Moxley's pretty but I think much it's working. The, but I think it's the vice versa, though. Like, don't get me wrong, because I think you're looking at it like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm saying, but it's the vice versa. Is how we talk about Kairi saying, you know. Io Shirai, WWE is nice, but if I go back to Japan, I can make the same amount, if not more money. And be home. Yeah, and be at home. Sometimes where you live also matters. Some people can live the New Japan life. Some people can't. I tell Allie all the time, if I was a WWE, I couldn't be a WWE wrestler if I was a wrestler. Like, I just couldn't, bro. That That's a crazy schedule. I mean, now, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Now, um, Vince went on record on the shareholders meeting of saying that they're getting away from live events. So, while I, and, and doing more um, content. They so, while I think... Done that a long time ago. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. From in, in a couple of the discussions I've read or been a part of, it's going to be a different. It depends on the type of wrestler you are, because if you're a Xavier Woods or 
trying to think of some of the other guys that have like a internet following, I guess you would say. Live mm-hmm. events don't hurt you as much because you're out there. You're, yeah. you're visible. They see you, mm-hmm. right? Whereas when you're talking about um, the live events, that's where it's going to maybe, depending on how people's contracts are, that could do something as far as your merchandise sales and all that because now you're going to be reliant on your content, right? But Vince is controlling your content. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. And so if he's controlling your content, if it doesn't hit, you got nothing. You know what I mean? You know what, man? I think you bring it up. Because if they're not doing like Yeah. I think what you're bringing up just gave me an idea of something that Vince probably should do. Um, which, by the way, let me let me stop the podcast real quick and let me let me tell you. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm drinking. Uh, if, yes, and it's only twelve twelve thirty, and uh, but it's a Sunday, so I got an excuse. Um, I also got some um, some herb. Uh, it's twisted lime OG. It's pretty good. God. Um. It's pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie, it's a it's an indica. Um, I totally huh? You got what? I didn't, you have what? Oh, you didn't hear me. Okay, my fault. It's called Twisted Line no. OG. You heard that part? Are you just shaking your head? Yes, or did is you this hear a me? drink? Okay, okay, no, I said herb, brother. <laughs> herb. Oh. Herbal treatments. Are you burning? Are you trying to share? Like, where are we going with this? Just, let me finish then, motherfucker. Don't you cut me off. Shit. <laughs> right. So, man, look. <laughs> Which, this this is a, uh, it's an indica, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much a hybrid between uh, a Rebel OG number two and uh, Lung Candy. I'm telling you, bro. For all my people out there that uh, indulge and um in recreational use of 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 the marijuana right this one right here is pretty damn good it's uh 28 thc bro and i'm telling you when you hit it it does have a lime taste so i see why they say yo it twisted why they call it twisted lime Cause it does have that lime flavor when you when you smoke it legit, and because when the guy was telling me this, I was just like, nah, you know, I've heard people say, oh, this tastes like this, this tastes like that, um, but this one legit does have a, a lime flavor. Um, I'm sipping on my bourbon. I'm drinking on Four Roses. Look, if you're ever looking for a good cheap bourbon, but like smooth as shit, Four Roses is the way to go, bro. Um, I just want to note, let y'all I feel know. Like huh? here. I'm gonna start dropping off my card at um at the dispensaries or something. <laughs> yep. We're gonna have to get some advertising banners going on the podcast or something. Right. We yeah. have to take that podcast. Look, and I'm just telling you, this right here and this bourbon is just a it's a good mix. You don't need much of the lime OG. Get you a couple of hits. Get you a nice little cocktail. Or get you a, some bourbon, dude. I'm telling you, you will be relaxed. When you have nothing but time in your hand, which I guess is the reason why you should have been doing this podcast, right? Uh, but the the hard thing about... I know people are like, well, how do y'all not find time to do a podcast? Look, because when you got 
everybody in the house, and they all making right. noise, and they don't want to shut don't the even, fuck up. <laughs> when you have kids, it's not possible. Yeah, I got. Look, I'm trying. Look, every day, I'm saying to myself, like, man, like I've said probably to to my wife, like. 13 times this week, we got too many kids because I can't remember their names. I don't know how you did it with four for so long, sir. You didn't tell me this. You forget their names. They birthdays, it's hard. bro. Like, what day, what day your birthday is? <laughs> oh, shit. It's somewhere around there. I knew it was somewhere. Look, and then, and then I got three dogs, too. So then, like, so trying to create all this time to do a podcast, and my dogs are ignorant. Like, if they see any or anybody, if they see or hear anybody they don't recognize come past this house, they're barking. They're like, oh, hell no. We don't know this motherfucker. We alarming you. <laughs> Yo, they let you know. Shit. Your dog's set tripping. And then my kids, they just don't give a fuck, right? So that's just what that is. But, um, so... You know, since being on quarantine, though, I mean, I, it allowed me to sit back and indulge um, and really figure out what I really like, man. Um, seriously, I like this Lime OG. Um, I actually had grabbed this edible, too, also from, from the dispensary. And it's, it's, a, it's like a little Tootsie Roll. And... When it says high concentrate, that motherfucker wasn't lying. I popped one of those and literally was was stuck. I was stuck for it. It, it took a while for it to kick in. So I ain't going to lie. So you know how usually when you eat an edible, it takes about a good 30 to 45 minutes to kick in. And then all of a sudden, it hits you. You be like, whoa, what the fuck going on? So this one, it took about at least a good two hours I would say and then when it hit that motherfucker hit I'm not gonna lie so um I just wanna know man I wanna know if anybody else who indulge um if you have any recommendations on what to try out there cause I'm pretty sure I have not tried I've tried a lot of strands I haven't tried them all and I'm willing to try some um yeah 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 so if somebody has like a good suggestion on what to try um the kind of mood to put you in um i want to hear it like i said this one's an indica even though it is an indica honestly it didn't put me to sleep like most of them do like i've had i mean even blue what did the life put me to sleep what is you talking about you said what that's a regular life puts you to sleep. What you mean? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. Um, but you know what? Honestly, the last two nights, bro, you you wouldn't believe it. I stayed up to two something both nights. Friday night and last night. I need receipts. I can't. I did. I just, no, there's no I way. I did. I know, bro. It's a shocker. But I legit stayed up because I was watching Netflix. <laughs> Hmm? Listen, since we were kids, I, I knew if I was staying at your crib, yeah. I was probably going to go to sleep just because you were going to go to sleep or I was just going to play the game and you wake up like, oh, you're still playing the game. All right, go back oh, yeah. to sleep. <laughs> no, um, I've been watching this show called Good Girls. Um, I think it's on TV, but 
they have it on Netflix, so I I binge watched that season one and two. It was pretty decent. Like I said, when you have nothing but time, you start to do shit, and you know. Right now, I'm just kind of getting into my herbs. Um, I haven't. I'm surprised that I haven't drunk as much as most people that I know. Most people I know, they like, man, I don't do nothing but drink all day now. And just they at home, they bored, they either not working or if they are working, they only working a couple of hours, and and so everybody's just kind of bored. And what we doing? Eating, sleeping, drinking. That's what most well, people are doing. I found out that I really, really like um, Triple G on the Food Network, Guys Grocery Games. I really like this show. Oh, real? I found it. Hey. So I'm going to just add this to my rotation now. Yeah. I enjoy this very yeah. much. <laughs> and then I'd be wanting to cook stuff. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make some. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been one. And uh, today I was supposed to do a lasagna, but I think. Um, Instead of that, since it's so nice outside, I think I'm going to fire up the grill, put some burgers on there, and uh, leave it at that, you know? Put some burgers and dogs, and, and I keep it nice and simple. Um, so, but yeah, man, just been a good, been, been a good quarantine. It's allowing me to do things that I don't normally get a chance to, to do. Like, seriously, man, you should see, I mean, see my new office area. And shit, I'm, I'm gonna let you get a virtual look and shit. And uh, you remember how this looked before when you go into the back room? I've seen several variations of the back room, so I yeah, this variation is a lot better, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been cleaned up pretty damn good. Um, man, just been doing some screen cleaning. Legit, been doing that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to cut to that real quick. So, because I do want people's opinions, man. I want to know, hey, what are you drinking on? What's good? What are you smoking on? Um, what's good? You know, I just want to know what what edibles you doing. I don't do vapes anymore. Um, I used to do that, but they're not really that good for you. And plus, the high don't hit. The the high is different. I mean, I like my flower more. I definitely would tell you. Flower. This guy using technical terms. He's been on leaf Oh, yeah, man. Nah, I always call it flower, though. Uh, flower? Um, <laughs> I was calling that shit broccoli before. What's name was calling that shit broccoli? Um, just true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just like the good flower, man. It's very aromatic, too. Not even sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you open this up, you're going to smell it throughout the house. Oh, aromatic. Loud. Yeah, yeah. Loud. Yeah, yeah. Aromatic. <laughs> aromatic. Did I pronounce that wrong? Is it is it aromatic or is it aromatic? Which one is it? Did I put... Huh? I said it's turned up. Loud. No, I was, at, I was asking, did I say that wrong? Is it aromatic or is it aromatic? No, you were right. I just wasn't ready for that. And I was oh. like, wait, what? Yeah. Has, has a nice little aroma to it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, let's get back to this wrestling, though. So... The, what were we talking about? We were talking about the live events? Yeah. Yeah, so, how you going to cut back? How you talking about cutting back? Right. 
So, so, but here's my thing with that. We've been saying they needed to cut back on that all the time. So my question to you is, do you think this is going to, them being more content-based, which sounds like to me they're going to do a lot more, um, probably stuff like AEW does, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, oh, yeah, is that yeah. going to help or hurt the wrestling? Yeah, man, that's why I was going to go with this at, right? Because that's why, you, yo, when I went to this little segue, um, which, by the way, Twisted Lime OG is pretty good. But anyway... Back to what I was about to originally say, though. Um, I think this is a time where Vince can really tap into the development of wrestlers, right? You you cut less, you have less house shows, but still have house shows. And then when you do have these house shows, the people are coming out, and the people should be coming out and watching the people that are putting content on YouTube, much how like the B and D elite, man. Yep. When people start up either factions or they developing their own character, we should be able to go on go on WWE YouTube channel, and it should be a one stop shop, and I should be able to go through and see, man, which wrestler got the best gimmick to me? What what are they doing? What am I interested in? And now I have this, you have this huge roster, and I can just go through and be like, you know what? I actually like this wrestler. And so, like, now you can sit there, depending on how many views that wrestler is getting, um, how much people love that wrestler, now you can start putting them on the main show, and then you're pushing them. Like, this is where, and, and now everybody can go back to the YouTube channel, Figure out where the, all this come from. Why this person getting this much push. And it can be a legit. Like you can have titles. Like this is the internet title. This person won this. Because this person has maintained being the most popular up and coming wrestler that we have. And that, that can also mean something. You can take it so many directions that WWE... Um, I wish they would, you know, I, I wish they would just jump on this and understand that there's a whole new wave that's coming. And honestly, we can always just go back to Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is the one dude that legitimized putting content on the Internet and becoming huge because of it. Anytime, I don't care what anybody say, you want to reference where everybody got this from, you could always, you got to go back to Soldier Boy. But WWE should follow suit. It works wonders. Well, the one thing, too, that came out of all this, um, that, so, with the whole NXT Japan thing, that that's dead in the water right now. Um, per uh, Dave Meltzer talked about that, and it looks like that's going to be the case too because um, John Akiyama, who's going to come over and um, <clears throat> do a couple uh, training seminars, I guess is no longer coming over, obviously because of travel situations. Uh, but it doesn't look like he's going to do it anytime soon either. And then Suwama, who just won the Triple Crown Championship and also works in the front office of All Japan. 
he's talked about um, all Japan actually having a women's division. Mm. Um, and that, so for those that don't know, that's culturally not, not unheard of because it's happened before, but it just doesn't happen that much in Japan because women's promotions in Japan are self-sustaining. They don't have, you know, they can do their own thing. Whereas here, you know, there's probably like three or four women's promotions that I can name um, that are all women. So there was no need for like New Japan to have a women's division, all that. Now with All Japan talking about trying to do that, um, I could, you know, that first of all, I think that's pretty dope and a major step forward as far as, um, I, I don't want to say cultural because I think they're ahead of us as far as women's promotions. Because again, they can sustain a full women's promotion. Stardom, Sendai uh, Pro, Tokyo Pro are all women's promotions that make lots of money. Um, but I think you'll start to see maybe New Japan use stardom more since it's all under Bushiroad. Um, this is going to be different. For a fan of Japanese wrestling... I think it has everything to do with wrestling style, though. I think that's the reason why... I think the reason why... If you're talking about in the States, you open up a, a all-women wrestling yeah. promotion, the... The wrestling style in, in Japan is so different than the wrestling style here. There's a lot more stiff. I mean, um, more hard-hitting, fast-paced. They have a wrestling style that shows the true athleticism of their female wrestlers. Where, as here... No no promotion has ever really showcased that like Japan has done it for years. Mm-hmm. And because you think about it, look how long it took ROH to finally start developing a, a female system. Um, yeah. AEW obviously jumped out of the gates with one, but even then, they don't have enough development in some of the female wrestlers. Some right. of them it's do. It's gonna take time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna take time. And WWE just started this. I mean, it's only started. It started about how long has um how long it ago was NXT, so. yeah yeah. So when you talk about it, so it's been about eight years or whatever, you know. But even then, that's still fairly new. Even then, yeah. went but that's your. Your minor leagues. When you're talking about um, the main roster, it didn't happen until you got Charlotte, Bailey, um, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch all moved up. Because even when you moved Paige up, Paige was still the lone person as far as an actual developed wrestler, female wrestler. And AJ. AJ gets left out sometimes. AJ, she does get left out. Um, I mean, obviously, but if you want to sit there and say that, then maybe it's because maybe because Paige was so far ahead of everybody else. That's why. Yeah. We, because if you want to point out AJ, then you have to point out Naomi too. Right. So you're right. So that's a good point. Yeah, Paige is a good cutoff to where things were like, okay, look. Yeah. The only thing is, is that I feel like AJ did her thing, but she sold more of getting beat. 
beat up more than she came away and found a way to win at the end. Um, whereas Paige can legit start to finish carry a match. I mean, right, she was right, like right. she was like the first female wrestler in WWE where you just like okay, yeah, she dope. She can yeah, right. And I, and, and I I remember being upset at first when she won and she beat AJ, uh, AJ Lee for the uh, for the Divas title. I was telling you, like, bro, it's all good, dog. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, what the fuck is this shit, yo? She just coming up here, you know what I mean? And then she just win and like fuck that. And I was a huge AJ because at that time, I mean, it was it was legit. It was like it was like you know being a Chicago rapper and fuck bone. That that's how that was. It was like I'm seeing Punk ride or die. Fuck WWE and everything they stand for. Man, it was like Tupac hit him up. And you know what I mean? So it was just like nah, fuck that. Anything WWE did that I felt like it was negative versus uh, CM Punk or AJ Lee. It was it was fuck WWE type thing, but then you come to realize like nah, Paige was legit that deal. She was good, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, let's move on, man. Let's move on to another. Uh, what about? I mean, well, I guess we don't really have to move on because I mean, I think what what do you think caused the new the the Japan? NXT to fall is it because of the pandemic or is it was it just because it wasn't there? You know, obviously they they fell on on buying a company, but I mean I guess I say that with WWE also shutting the doors down on XFL, um, which is a shame because it was showing promise. It was actually a pretty good league. Um, the games were decent. Were decent. Um, it was a valuation of talent. Like, oh, that dude yeah. could be in the league. Type yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. I mean, man, it was just... It sucks. Bad time, man. Yeah. And you know... Somebody said... I read a post that said, God doesn't want Vince McMahon in football. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's not going to work. Yeah. And it sucks, too, though, because I think he was actually doing a decent job this time. Um, mm-hmm. With, with the, how they did it, it wasn't that... Crazy ass, uh, you scramble for the ball, and that's who gets ball first. I'm like, I seen all type of like. I remember when they first introduced that in the first in um first uh, XFL, and I just remember like saying, man, motherfuckers would get hurt trying to do that. I remember shit. I liked it because it was so like brutal. I was like, God, that's yeah, crazy. See, like, um, I'm looking out for the alf- alf- athlete. You said, fuck them, man. That shit look crazy. I want to see more of it. Like, but this was during the, that was, weren't we in high school during then? No, this was yeah. towards the end of high school, so we were like yeah. seniors. And remember, I was thinking about going to wrestling school. Was, I was going to do death matches. Like, I was I was committed. I was like, I'm going in the barbed wire, bro. It's happening. This is going to be dope. So to me, anything that was insane, I was like, yep, I'm with it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, you look dangerous. Look, man, look, and I'm not with the dangerous dumb shit. That's what. That's how I look at it. It's dangerous and it's dumb. Like I always look at it that way. Like no, because why would you want to do that to yourself? I always go yeah, back all the to time. That. If you would have been at any, I'm telling you, I already know. Like when I think about it, or like I have a dream about wrestling and stuff. Yeah, I've dreamt about wrestling. Um, I've been like, I've been like, oh man, if I did any of these things, I wanted to do. Um, 
And like my wife or Sterl and my family's there, they'd be like, dude, what in the hell is wrong with you? Why would you? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I would do some crazy stuff. I'd be the guy like, yeah, let's do this spot where I get powerbombed through three tables, all of them are on fire. Let's do it. Okay. Do you know what? Come on. I think I think we were having a Daniel Bryan and, and Miz argument before they had it. <laughs> Shit. Because I'm just like, no, fuck that. This is all dangerous and dumb. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why would you want to do that? That shit's nuts. And then you're like, man, fuck, that shit's crazy. I love this shit. I want to do this shit. And I'll just be like, yo, man, your ass is fucking nuts. Because I don't see why you want to fuck up your body like that. Like I, think, I guess my thing was I want to live long term. So I don't want to beat up my body to the point where, motherfucker, I just can't do shit. You was just like, oh, the hell with that. Uh, my body's going to go. effects were in my mind, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for the right then. This mm. Right now. This will pop everybody. But now I know. And I'd be more. I'd probably be the guy on the New Japan um, tour that would take, like, the crazy, like, stiff kicks and stuff. Then you guys would be like, why would you let him kick you in the face like that? For the sparks. But anyway. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to... Um, bring up and ask you is so the the stocks surged after following the releases of people as you know this McMahon probably planned and strategized because you know the stocks were going down um but the, when people looked at like the financials on everything um what they figured out was that he really in the end of the day releasing people wasn't necessary as far as cost as far as the bottom line, and it just—it was more about Vince protecting the stock than it was about um, anything else. And it just felt like a bad time. It should—it felt like he, he sacrificed them for the company um, and his bottom line, as far as how much the stock is going to be making the investors happy. But there's a pandemic, but I'm still going to fire people. And to me. That's just shady as shit, but that's what Vince does. Um, I can't... Look, I'm going to give you the flip side of that. I was just about to say, what's the flip side? Because you're good because, at that. What's because the flip side? I, I can't... I can't fault Vince McMahon for doing what he did because at the end of the day, although he has an obligation to look after wrestlers, you have to remember he has an obligation to look after his investors. And those people... Who put that money in there and want they want they doing this to make money. They're not doing this to lose money. They're not giving a fuck about what this wrestler may have to go through and shit. And at the end of the day, what's paying your bills, what's keeping your lights on, it's these investors. And that's who I have to look out for first. It sucks. It's the reality of shit though. You know? I have to look out for their needs so then I can keep these lights on. Because this may not be long term for you. Right. Or this may be the best thing for you. Because to me, I think they got rid of people that they felt like that they really wasn't going to ever use. They were they were just going to be sitting there. Some of those people, I have no doubt that some of those wrestlers... We're going to leave at some point anyway. 
Mm-hmm. As soon as their contract was up, to me, it the Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows thing to me said that those guys were going to leave anyway. Well, well, I don't know if they were going to leave because remember he signed. Yeah, but he was. I, I agree with you that for a lot of people, it's kind of like what we said earlier. I think some people were prepared. I, I take Gallows and Anderson a little bit different because. I think they were uh, an example of being of keep away, where it's yeah. like, we'll give you what you want. We're not going to use you the way you want to be used, but we'll give you this absorbent amount of money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to stay. And then when they, like you said, when they didn't have a use for them. But to me, I'm going to flip side it on you too. I get taking care of the investors, but was he taking care of the investors when he wasn't truthful about how much WWE had staked, the, the 25% that WWE had in XFL when they were supposed to be so separate. He didn't keep it, you know, what about the whole body of You know, me, it's like, it's pick and choose. Like, oh, well, now I'm going to keep him in mind. I'm going to give you what you want when I don't have a fucking choice. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think the XFL thing was more of a, man, because if we make this money, nobody foresaw a pandemic hitting. The XFL was going to thrive. That, but I, okay. that was... But, you, but, see what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, granted, it was shady as shit. That, to me, was shady as shit. Because it's like, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am putting some WWE stock into this. But that's because he was looking at it as... And I guarantee you, the investors are going to make a shitload of money if this works. Because they were. If the XFL didn't go under and ended up making it, we didn't have this COVID-19 out there, the XFL is going to make it. I didn't hear anybody talk about how this was bad, this is, a, this is the worst incarnation of the first in the XFL. I mean, people were actually digging this. They had investors. I mean, so... Right, but those investors are separate from... If I'm a WWE... But look at this. But look at this. If you give... If I give you... If you give me $1,000, right? Let's say you give me $1,000, right? And we're going to invest in something. And we're going to split it, right? So I put $1,000, you put $1,000. But I go, hmm, I want to start this, you know, with some of your money. I'm going to take about $250 of his and $250 of mine. And still, I'm gonna start up this whatever, right? I'm gonna start up. I'm gonna buy a, a, a hot dog stand, mm-hmm. and don't tell you shit. Then you see me out there. Well, Where'd you get this? Oh, I took two fifty of that you gave me. Oh, motherfucker! You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's how it looks. But we're gonna make a lot from but this. I don't. I don't know how. They, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how that's all set up for them. Truth be told, because right. like the one thing I would say is this. We didn't hear about investors coming out complaining about it, though. So, I mean, unless you have. That's you, that's you true. Have. That's true. So, they must have something where it's set up to where he could have done that. Or those investors could have been like, yeah, we're we're fine with this. Because they what? knew. Because, like I said, like if that? the XFL <laughs> would have succeeded, they would have made bank. Those investors... That invested in WWE would have made even more money. So 
you really wouldn't have complained. And on top of that, you got to remember, the only reason why they shutting down, it was because he was really fronting his own money. Because right. Yeah, he had he was the, fronting his own. Yeah. I think there's a bigger reason that that may not come to play a lot. Yeah. yeah. So... People can sit there and say, yo, he was protecting his bottom line, but, yo, he was actually investing his own legit money into doing this, and he was going to invest his money for three years to get that major, because it was really much of a trial on ESPN. It wasn't really like they had a TV contract. Yeah. It was and more so. If this can succeed, then yeah, we're gonna buy those TV rights for this, um, which I think would have ended up happening. I mean, obviously he had to shut it down because, look, you can hold games, but you couldn't. You know what I mean? You weren't gonna have any fans there. Um, you can sit there and hold games, but you know you got 22 people out there on the field. Nothing mentioned the people on the sideline. Um, that's not really safe. So you you had to shut down for the rest of this year. Could you hold enough money and capital into the company to to leave it afloat um, for the following years? I don't think they they could have, not without the TV contract. And he needed that TV contract, which unfortunately wasn't going to come until three years down the line, twenty twenty one. I mean twenty twenty uh three twenty twenty four. You know so. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's as shady as most people think. I think we have this perception of Vince McMahon and truth be told, he put that on himself. I mean, he put that on himself when he still ran a pay-per-view, even though he had a wrestler die in the ring. I mean, he put that on himself because he was going to continue on running shows during a pandemic with crowds and shit like that. Like, his mind thought, his process wasn't on the safety of people. It was on the money. So I could see why you have those, um, why you feel the way you feel, why your opinion is what it is. Um, Because he hasn't showed us that he's, what's the word I'm looking for? That he cares, I would say. I mean, he has a show that. Do a lot of charity shit, but I think he's not. But you know what, man? I hear that. But I mean, just the flip side of that, though. But he's rich. I mean, you're gonna have charities. Yeah, that's true. It's just what it is. Like you're not. You're not. I'm doing this. Yeah, you're not. Anytime you got money, look. Anytime you. If you work for him. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy and he likes you. I'll say that. Yeah, but then we know when he doesn't like you, that motherfucker don't like you. I mean, it is what it is. True. I mean, I could probably fuck with Vince. I mean, I, I probably had to let him know, like, I don't fuck with the orange guy, but I fuck with you. Just that orange guy, I just don't, you know. But I don't I don't judge my friends off of their political views. Yeah, I, I let everybody know. Please don't talk to me about this stuff because yeah. I, I want to keep liking you. You're going to say something make me not like you, so just keep that shit to yourself. 
No. Don't even follow me on Facebook. If you post some dumb shit and I have to block your ass. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> now, you know what it does? It make me sit there and say, it don't make me not like them. It just make me sit there and say, Cole, you stupid. <laughs> that, that's what that's the feeling it make me it gives me. Because when I talk about political views, the reason why I say, man, look, I don't judge my friends off their political views. Cause I understand that there's other ways of looking at shit. It's just when those other ways become harmful is when I sit there and say Y'all ass dumb as shit. That's where that come out. That's when that be like, oh, you, you's a dumb motherfucker. Like, this orange guy that's in office should not be there. Why do you want him there? I don't know. And let's be on the right side of history. You know what? The true words could never have been spoken. Whoever came up with the phrase, um, I forgot how it go, but it's the... It's the, you know, you're doomed to repeat yourself. So, shit happened in the past, and yet people don't learn their lesson, and you're doomed to repeat said past. And I feel like that's what we're in right now. It's like, there are so many people that at the end of the day, when we look back at this 25 years, 50 years from now, Lord willing, if we still alive, and even we ain't, all those people that support this guy are going to be on the wrong side of history. Because when we come out and we start talking about it then, we're going to be like, yo, this motherfucker was, was a fuck up. Which is why people are like, oh man, he's going to get voted back in. No, he's not. He's not. I'm fully... 100% confident that he's not getting voted back in because there are too many people that now see what happens when you have somebody who is a businessman trying to run the country like a business. <laughs> now you see what happened. Illinois, we found out already. We right. already knew. We found out the hard way, bitch. We knew before the hard We found out a long time ago. When Rauner got into office, we knew. No. We cannot have. Because Illinois has so much debt that now we're bringing in somebody who's going to accrue even more debt. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Look. I always tell people, look. In order to be political, you have to be a politician. It's just what it is. They are seeing things that we are not seeing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to it than yeah. meets the eye. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot. Because the reason why politics is a dirty game is because you have to make deals. It's not a, you can just buy this shit up and then you can shut somebody up. No, that's what businessmen can do. When you're a politician, you have to sell your shit. You have to go to people. You have to sit there and bring people together. 
this all sounds like sugarcoating. In reality, it's just like anything else. You gotta kiss ass. Facts. This is where the part of the game. And who, whoever's the biggest ass kicker, kisser, you end up being on top, and then now you only have to worry about everybody else kissing your ass. Once you make it to the pinnacle, once you make it to the top, you just gotta worry about everybody else kissing your ass now, because you're there. And now they got to sell you on something. And me being a history buff, you know, I always, I go back to this. When we think about, most people will probably sit there and tell you that um, when you look at all the presidencies, first one to the last, you know the difference between George Washington and all the other presidents that came along after that? Is that George Washington understood that there was two parties, but you two had to work together and convince me that this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. That's a huge difference. Now everything is, if I can get enough people on my side voted in, then we can just control this shit. George Washington wasn't jumping on anything unless both sides of the aisle came together said, this is what we're going to do, and then now we bring it up to him. It's never going to be a president like that ever again. And that's what we kind of need right now, though, because you got so many divisions and, and split that nothing's getting done. I need my 2000 a month, like the Canadians. I'm just saying. Just want to throw that out there real quick. I knew I should have moved to Canada a long time ago. They legalized weed first, and they're giving their people 2000 Man, what am I doing here? Look, I'm telling you, if I, if I could, I would. Like, if I had a way to do it, like, if, if, if I could retire in Toronto, I'd be all right. I know it's very expensive there, but, like, if I could figure it out, that would be dope. I wouldn't. I live on the outskirts. I, really? I wouldn't live in the city. I live on the outskirts. Why? Right. Yeah. It's just like what we do now. I'm not going to live in yeah. Chicago. That's just dumb. Because like, the taxes are stupid. And Illinois taxes are already high as shit. So just imagine living in a state with high taxes and then being in a city with even higher taxes. That just don't make any sense. But I think we should do it, bro. We should move to, move to Canada. Aren't all those people nice anyway? Aren't Canadians yeah. supposed to be nice? Canadian. Yeah. I like nice people. But anyway, let's get back to this wrestling. All right. So, you watched Raw for the past three weeks. I watched Raw for the past three weeks. Um, production has gotten better. I definitely like the, some of the camera angles that they go with. Um... I, I like the fact that they took away the, the stands so they don't have, like, the chairs sitting out there. And they took all that away. Now it's all a whole set. Um, Austin Theory, I think, has been a highlight. He's definitely been showing us what he can do. Um, man. This faction just needs Bobby Lashley to lead it now. And I was, I was kind of mad that Lana didn't get, didn't get uh, released. 
<laughs> but but you know, look, that's neither here or there. I'm not advocating for somebody to lose their job. It's just that look. Which is go back to my I point. Think I, I don't think Bobby Lashley in that faction though. Huh? I said I doubt they would ever put Bobby because the the whole idea is that to be the Los Ingrinables of WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I everybody it. thinks Austin Theory's a white dude. He's not. He's half Mexican. <laughs> oh, is he? He speaks Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that really. Spanish. But to me, I don't like that anyway. I don't because I don't care. Oh, I didn't. You I know like what I mean? That was gonna like, be what I don't like. I think like. I think Austin Theory was the perfect one. Because of the fact that when I thought he was all white, I didn't know he was mixed. Um, but it's, I don't like racially, like racial gimmicks. Yeah, I know. You know racial, what I mean? Racial. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you're never going to give them, it worked with the Nation of Domination. Love that. It worked in that time, though, because the way they set it up. Because everybody always talks about that. But remember, when the Nation of Domination started, it was the Nation of Domination. Mm -hmm. Then you had, uh, what were the biker dudes names? Uh, Disciples of Apocalypse, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, the Disciples of Apocalypse. And then there was one more group, and I can't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. But you had all these, you had factions like that, and they were doing that on purpose when they had those teams. Right. I mean, and that's what made that one. Was that WrestleMania? Was that leading up to WrestleMania? What 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 pay per view was that leading up to? It might have been before WrestleMania actually, because that was the whole Farouk and Undertaker thing, and that was a good ass story. And that was one where you know, remember Farouk pointed out like, man, you never had a black. Um, heavyweight champion, all that shit. Like, I mean, it all felt good. It, it was a good storyline. Um, for him to ultimately lose to Undertaker. Um, but then it brought The Rock to light. Became an Intercontinental Champion. Uh, ended up becoming the, um, I guess you could say, first black African-American uh, heavyweight champion. Um, so it, it, it brought those out. I just don't like them because I just don't, I don't like for you to do that. And then all they do is lose like Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not Lucha Underground, but, uh, Lucha House Party. You know? No, I know who you mean. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just bad. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. Keep going, bro. I'm back. No, that was it. Uh, just you know what I'm saying. Um, I just feel like with that group, they're pushing. My issue with Raw has been, and I know they're under restraint, but they kind of use the same team or the same people over and over again um, in the same scenarios. And for me, it just doesn't necessarily work in a sense that we're gonna get it, it gets bland. So hopefully going forward they're going to mix it up a little bit more um and add some other talent into the mix who's available because i'm getting i I can only watch so much of the same matches mixed in you know over and over again it's going to get tired 
Yeah. Um, but people are under restraint, so it's hard for me to judge. The same reason why I shout out iHeart Wrestling. I haven't posted any of the ratings because it doesn't really, to me, right now, trying to, there's too many variables trying to gauge ratings and all that. It's just too much. You know, some people are still trying to... I'm actually getting used to not having the fans. I think they're doing... That's the reason why I said WWE's production has gotten better. Because I think they do a lot with um, commentary, talking. Um, I think they're talking more now than they ever have before. And I think it's a good distraction of, like, there's no fans here. Um, so that's kind of why they're still talking uh, throughout the match. The commentary just don't get quiet. Um, they're actually putting on some pretty decent matches. They're actually giving jobbers time to uh, wrestle. I think um, there's still some improvements that they can do to get people to really watch without mm-hmm. the fans being there. And, um, I mean, obviously, the good thing is they... They can't do this, like, we're just going to show you this match from WrestleMania and then here go the rest of the show. They they stopped doing that. Um, you just got to give us give us something. And, and right now, I hope they remember who was there for them. Uh, Andrade, Garza, Austin Theory, um, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Bobby. Alistair Black. I mean, these are the dudes that's been there consistently week after week. Um, on as far as RAW, um, and you got to remember them in the future. You can't sit there like to me. I don't want to want them to be like, "Fuck you, motherfuckers!" Held us down for all this time going through this, and then we don't reward you for it. There, there better be some type of reward at the end of the this tunnel for those those wrestlers that that's been there and constantly putting in the work week after week, giving telling the story, delivering on the matches. Um, I can't even remember. I know it wasn't uh, this past week. It was the week before that. Um, you know. Hold on, is Ray Mysterio gone? Before I get to this? No. So he's still there? Yeah, he was just on, actually, I believe. Yeah, he was there the last week. The last show. But you know, but, um, what's his name supposed to be gone? Um, what's his name? Drake Maverick? But he was still there. Was there a reason for that? Drake Maverick. Yeah, they, for whatever reason, are going to use them for... I think it's because of the Cruiserweight tournament that they're having. That they're going to just use them up to that point. But then he's gone after that, is what I heard. Yeah. And that sucks to be put in that situation. So basically, we're working for that contract. Okay. Yeah. It sucks for them to be in that uh, type of... Yeah, that just sucks, man. I don't even know how to further explain, but this just sucks. Um, you know, it's just... I mean, it's sort of like how when I'm at work, um, 
there's there's teachers that you know they get they get their pink slip in March, and then you gotta work the rest of the year, knowing that you no longer have a job here, like you know that 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 kind of sucks. You know, I mean obviously for them they looking at it like you know we giving you enough time to actually. Uh, find another, you know, job somewhere else, which is why they do that. But it still kind of sucks that, you know, you just don't have a job. You're coming back and you're like, oh, man, I ain't got no job. <laughs> you know? But, um... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But I was shocked with, um... with all the wrestling that we watched. I was shocked with the Apollo Crews um, push. And maybe, you know, WWE has already put it in my head that no matter what, we still don't care about pushing certain people, um, the, no matter what we're going through. But for them to give him, for them to give him a victory and put him in the um, Money in the Bank match um, has me, makes me hopeful. Put it like that. I'm hopeful. And see what they do with that. Um, I just, I don't know. The man, money in the bank doesn't work for me. I can't, I can't get with it. The, the stupid ass climb to the top of the bit. That shit is just whack as fuck to me. But, I'm going to give it a hey, chance. I'm going to give it a chance. Because. Only reason why I'm going to give it a chance is because. With some of the matches for WrestleMania that proved me wrong. And that's the reason why. Uh, I know you had asked this question. Are you for cinematic uh, wrestling or whatever you call it? And I told you, fuck no. And I'm still on that. Fuck no. Like, hell no. No way. So, I don't hate it. Um, no, but you used to watch it. So, here's my thing. I, huh? I said, no, but you used to watch I mean, I... Lucha Underground, I know. Yeah. I don't hate cinematic wrestling. I just don't need it every pay-per-view. Like, it's a once-in-a-while thing, you know. But if they're going to do – my hope is that Vince doesn't go, oh, you know what, let's just keep doing these type of matches all the time, and then we're going to get, like, you know, I don't know. I just I just hope that they don't go overboard with it. I think it works. not in every – I think it worked for that. You said what? I think it worked for that pay-per-view. Right. That's what it did. It worked for that. Um, it worked for this time. And, and, right. And you know what? It's not like, let's not act like this is the first time they've ever done that. Because they, they did it with the whole um, Wyatt family compound thing with um, yeah. with the New Day. And that was okay. Um, I thought that one was. They good. did it with the the Randy Orton one. Yeah, they did it with the Randy Orton. The Randy one. That one was pretty good um, because it had that cliffhanger um, ending and stuff. So it it can be done, and they've done it before, like once a year, twice a year. But if we're gonna start doing this four or five, I'm not with that shit at all. Yeah, that's too much. But how do you feel about Nia Jax using the rampage? Uh, she got permission. So as long as she, as long as she can do it, I mean, what what I don't need her to do 
this throw Kylie saying way too early when she's doing a buckle bomb. I'm going to need you to get a little bit closer to the corner before you try to kill her, please. Thanks. No, no, I think the only reason why I asked that question wasn't because whether or not she had got permission to use it. Um, that, I don't really give a shit. Wrestlers still have each other's moves all the time. It's just what it is. I mean, Seth Rollins uses a sling blade. Finn Balor uses a sling, uh, sling blade. Um, you know, CM Punk was using Go to Sleep. He stole that from, from Kenta. Kenta was doing Go to Sleep before him. He was talking shit about that too. He what? He was talking shit because somebody commented on Twitter to him that um, the way to steal CM Punk's move or some shit like that, and then um, you know Kenta obviously shot back and said like, "What the f-? like?" Basically, no, I created that move. Blah blah blah. And then the dude was like, "Well, CM Punk's better," and he was like, "Well, that's cool. Tell him to send me my royalties." <laughs> See, right. I was like, oh yeah, get him. I love CM Punk, but we all know this is, this is hey. Right. CM yeah. Punk did not go to sleep. Kenta's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Years. You know, I just feel so, like yeah. the only reason why I feel this way about like um, Nia Jax using the Rampage it was this. I just wish there was some consistency with what her finisher is going to be. Because then, like, the week after that, after she uses the Rampage, then now, the next two weeks, she uses the Samoan Drop to win. And to me, the Samoan Drop should lead to her finisher. It should be the thing that leads her to her finisher. Much like how the Five Knuckle Shuffle led to the attitude adjustment. I think the Samoan drop should lead to the big leg drop. And that's how she finished her matches. I don't... The Rampage, her using that just didn't look right. It just didn't feel right. didn't feel like Nia Jax. And maybe she could use it as part of her moveset. But as a finisher, I'm not for that. Okay, just, that's fair. Doesn't doesn't just doesn't go over to me. I think the move always has to like. I don't know, man. Maybe this is just one of those stereotypes, but I'm just like, yo, if you. And first off, and this is no knock on Nia Jax, because I love her big voluptuous body. <coughs> love it. She was on Instagram the other day. Looking good in the motherfucker, and I double tapped. So, but for me, you're big. Use a big move. You know what I mean? If you're big, use a big move. I can't. Nonetheless, you can pull off like a moonsault and shit like that. If you can do that, if you can pull off um, more of a small small man's move then I can I can go with that but the rampage just ain't doing it for me I just don't do that I don't know maybe she can use the power slam that that what's name uses um uh, uh, uh Braun Strowman I like that but like I said her best move her best finisher will be the small drop with the leg drop 
I think that'd be that's the that should be her finisher each and every time she gets because the moment somebody just kicks out of the Samoan drop or counters the Samoan drop or gets out of the ring or whatever the case may be, that it just shows that like okay. Now these they still got to continue wrestling because she got to hit that leg drop on their ass in order to win, you know just something I don't know man just when you're in quarantine you got a lot of time to think, and I just I thought of all type of things that I could do with Nia Jax and I ain't talking about nasty stuff I'm just talking about legit wrestling shit. I mean I guess you can take that as nasty too. I'm talking about legit wrestling in the ring. Type of shit. I ain't talking about wrestling here in my bedroom, but I'm just talking about wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, I just think uh, something, something else. Hey man, what do you think about the uh, the Velveteen Dream shit though, man? Like, um, I don't uh, have because there's not enough information. I purposely tried to avoid talking about that because. It does, some stuff doesn't check out, some doesn't. So I'm like, mm, and that's a serious shit. So it's like, yeah. if somebody's setting him up, we're going to jail. Jail. It just does. I don't know. I don't know. There's too many variables. Not enough info. You know, um, the way I feel about it is this. I'm glad because everybody's innocent today. You know, and to proven guilty. Um, right. I would never say that he did it. I'm not going to say that he didn't do it. Because I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't have his phone. I don't know who he talks to. I don't know who he don't talk to. So I wouldn't necessarily... I'm not going to necessarily jump on... Oh, Velveteen didn't do this shit. He was set up. But I'm not going to sit there and say Velveteen Dream did this shit. And he deserved to get persecuted. I would say this, if he did do it, then yeah, he deserved persecution. If he didn't do it, whoever tried to make it seem like he did do it, deserves to be prosecuted. Um, It's one of those things, man, that in either way, either direction you take it, is one of those things that we cannot play around with. It's a serious ass thing, um, and I like Velveteen Dream as far as character wise, um, what he's been able to do, how he brought back that old school feel with the new school uh, mentality. Um, love everything he's done, but if he's a pervert, then he's a pervert. But if he didn't do it, then he didn't do it. I don't know. So for now, my judgment is I'm still looking at him like he's innocent. I'm not going to sit there and not watch WWE television because you put Velveteen Dream on TV. Because at the end of the day, I don't know if he did what he's being accused of. And it seems like he's legit innocent just from how he reacted because he hurry up and jumped on it some people won't not to say that just because you hurry up and jump on some shit too though doesn't mean you're innocent 
There's just some people you can find that little genuine in them. And I just think, I just don't think this is something that he would do. But if it comes out that he did, oh, he's going to get that same energy I would give any other pervert, yo. It's just what it is. But, um, I don't know why you were scared to touch this, no, no pun intended. <laughs> it's just us giving our opinion. Because uh, I don't have one. I don't just, like, yeah, anytime yeah. shit like this happens until I have facts, I don't touch it. Because it's too much. You say somebody did it, then they didn't, and you got to apologize. They did it, and you say they didn't, and it's too much. So I'd be like, nope, I need more yeah. facts. Yeah, that's reason why, but that's the reason why I never give like an answer. Like, yo, if you ask me, do I think he did it? I, I'm like, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think about it. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. I saw, I read it. This is exactly what happened. I read it on, on Reddit, actually. And I was like, huh? And I started reading through it. And I was like, eh, nobody has any facts. I'm good. And I never looked at it again. Never looked at any threads about it. Somebody actually, one of my friends, Casey Omega, shout out Casey. Put it on my iHeart Wrestling page. I told him the same thing. I was like, I read it and I didn't post it because I don't know. And I'm not finna post shit that's that serious. And I have no facts and I'm just going off of some nigga on Reddit. I, they just can't do it. Right. Yeah, it's just like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I feel you. I understand. Totally now, understand that. Where you came from with all this. Like when the, okay, so for example, there's the two, um, there's a t- two kids that got in trouble for the internet thing. They did the whole like racist joke and they got suspended from school. One of them, the dude, um, training to wrestle under AR Fox, actually, he was a black dude. And, you know, their whole lives are over and all that. I had heard about the video because the dude's a wrestler way before the mainstream media put it out there. But I didn't know, like, because he's not, he wasn't really in the video in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know. So without enough information, I ain't posted it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. that could ruin somebody's life. All I knew was, I was like, wait, is this dude, that dude, that's the picture? Nobody could confirm it. So I said, nope, not going to post it. Not even going to talk about it because I have no clue. Let me ask you something. So what's forgivable? Obviously, we look at if Velveteen, if Velveteen Dream did what he's being accused of, right? Obviously, we like, nah, we not even riding with that. You can't even come back on TV. I don't even want to see you on TV. Um, that's just how it is, because, you know, obviously, I don't even think you need to have kids to understand the gravity of that situation. I know some people are like, yo, you want to understand because you don't have kids, but what? I don't think you need, in certain situations, I don't think you need to experience something for you to get it. And that's one of those things. I don't need to have the experience of having kids to understand the gravity of somebody who's an adult pursuing kids. Um, But we talk about racism. Um, look, we, we're not immune to people in their racist ways, thoughts, whatever the case may be. We're not immune to that. Um, but how do we, can that person be forgiven? I, I think, 
Like, what is it? Where would the cr crossing the lines get you blackballed? I, it just—I mean, to me, I don't. There's not a universal. What would do it for that. you? What would do there's it for not you? a universal answer to that. It's just on like I don't. You can apologize for anything, and people can forgive you for anything. Mm -hmm. People who forget who killed their kid, and there's all kinds of stuff, right? It's all in the eye of the beholder. So that's what makes a a wrong a wrong. You if you if I do you do something wrong to you, mm -hmm. could affect you differently than it does Jermaine. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So you. So that's just how it is. So one thing that, like Hulk Hogan, there's people in the back who have forgiven him, and there's people who haven't. That's what happens when you fuck up. That's the yeah. nature of fucking up. You're going to have people who are like, eh, I can let it go. And then you have some people who are like so mad that they're like, fuck the WWE and everything else. And You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So you I know why I forgive Hulk Hogan? Is there's not a universal forgive answer. Yeah, you know why I forgive Hulk Hogan? Because I realized it was the culture he was he was in. He was allowed to say it around other mm. people. And I think that's what it, that's what sit there and made me forgive him. Was because of the fact that I'm looking at it as... It's the same thing with Vince McMahon, right? Vince McMahon should have never went on TV talking about some... What's up, my... Nigga. Mm -hmm. But he was given that pass by Booker T. Booker right. T gave him that pass. And if you got somebody who's black and understand something that you don't even understand yourself, and they allow you to do something, then I can get mad because I think you should know better. But now I'm looking at it as this is that teachable moment. Because what the fuck were you thinking? And will you make that same mistake again? Because I don't think, even though, and Vince McMahon didn't even catch a lot of backlash for that. So, not like how he would in times now. Motherfuckers would have killed Vince McMahon for that shit if he pulled that now. And I ain't talking about in the literal sense. I'm just talking about on the internet. This shit would be all over the place. People would have verbally murdered this guy if he did that now. I guess what I'm saying is... That what you've done in the past, does that make you the man that you are now? You froze up. So, I don't think so. Because I don't think what you've done 10, 20 years ago doesn't make you the guy that you are now. Unless you we're talking about, you know, rape and murder. I mean, you still got to pay for those sins. But I'm not gonna make you pay for a sin of of, of uh, using racial language or whatever the case may be. Oh, you back? Look, yeah, oh yeah, I was just going into like well, what I just kind of explained was like um basically um is there 
something that happens to a person in the past that that makes them the man that they are now. And I was just saying that uh, you know, obviously, rape and murder is 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 a whole nother level, and that's something that I don't care if twenty years go past. That's something that you got to answer for, for what you've done. I'm not in the business of because you said the n-word back here or you said something racially insensitive back here or if you said something homophobic at this time a homophobic at this time that that makes you what you are today um i think i think at those those days um should be behind those people if they became better. I think um, when we talk about um, who was it? I remember Kevin Hart. They was boycotting him from hosting the Oscars because mm-hmm. he did a stand up years ago, um, and he made some insensitive homophobic uh, jokes. Um, and then, so that's the reason why they didn't want him to host the Oscars, uh, one year, but people learn and people figure out that they, I, although this was accepted back then, this is not something that can be accepted now. And he had to find himself having to apologize and shit like that. Look, I don't care if you pull up something from me. 10 years ago and you said and you try to make that to be the person I am now I'm not apologizing I'll let that shit be known right now and I'll lose money my pride will take over I'll lose money over it because what I did or what I said 10 years ago don't mean that that's how I feel now Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could feel worse. I could feel worse about it. You know what I mean? But or I could feel a lot better about it. Doesn't matter. What I did is gonna be different. It, ask me, do you feel that way now? Because if you find something now that actually relates to what I did in the past then I can understand you holding my past against me. But if you haven't seen that in the 10 years of knowing me, then don't try to hold that shit against me. That's some shit that happened then. Like, obviously, I've grown and I matured. I mean, as we get older, we start to realize because we go through shit. We've been through shit. We see how people feel about shit. So... Now, if I do something, hey, Maya, look, I knew you was going into this podcast at some point. (laughs) Um, If you see me, basically, if you see me still doing the same shit that I was doing 10 years ago, then call me on it. But if you don't, then leave me the fuck alone. That's how I feel about it. That leave me the fuck alone, like yo, because I'm not gonna apologize for it. I I never will, because you're not gonna hold me accountable for some shit I said ten years ago, unless 
that's some shit that I'm still saying to this to this day. But yeah. Yeah. Hey Maya. We got Maya sighting on on the podcast. Jannar can't keep his kids off of it. You ain't got no control over there, sir. <laughs> anyway, um, what's she talking about, dog? What she want? Nothing. Yeah. I think she saw me put my coat on because I gotta go get this cake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta go see my goddaughter too, man. Um, but anyway, um, I have nothing else to add. You got anything? I got nothing. Nothing. All right, well. Um, well, see, this week of wrestling um, brings us. I'm going to be committed to watching Raw, like, for real. I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to try to make it through and analyze this month so I can do, so we can do an RBU next week. You know, I honestly don't think you'll be disappointed, man. I think there's some things that have happened that will disappoint you, but as far as the overall show, like the last couple of Raws, as far as the overall show, I felt like the shows have been pretty decent. I think they've been um, working through storyline. Like, I feel like they're doing right now what they should have always been doing, what we've always complained about, and that's actually having storylines and going somewhere with it. And um, they kind of been doing that for the past uh, past few weeks. Let's see if they continue that trend uh, next week. Let me knock on wood and um, and not jinx uh, Raw tomorrow because I will be watching and I'm gonna actually try to watch live. So I want to know what's I want to know if it's gonna be good. I, I mean I hope that it's gonna be good. You know I don't want to come back and I'm like damn I jinxed it. Fuck, Raw was trash and shit like that, you know. Um, but, honestly, we've been getting some pretty good damn Raws without a crowd. And these been the best Raws I've seen in quite some time. Like, as far as consistency. Like, the past three weeks have actually been consistent as far as good. We haven't had that in a while. And, um... Hopefully that trend continues. I haven't been watching SmackDown, though. I need to watch that. I haven't been watching NXT. I need to get back on that. Um, I stay on top of AEW uh, just in case you try to bring something in there. And I need to be like, oh, okay, I know about that shit. You know, fucking don't try to do that to me. You know, but, um, but yeah, other than that, I ain't going to lie. Since this pandemic, it's kind of crazy because I've actually paid attention to wrestling uh, less. Than I have before. It's kind of crazy, but then I still, I still know my shit a little bit. I try to, yeah, I try to know my shit a little, just a little bit. Yeah, you're not missing that much because there's not that much going on. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why I can get away with not paying attention as much. <laughs> shit, you know. But uh, anyway, man, um, we'll be back early next week. Um, try to hit y'all with a podcast. Um, try to match our times up perfectly where you know we don't have the outside distractions but obviously like i said that's what kind of keeps us from being able to record because we want to um not send you a recording with our kids all in the background <laughs> dancing dancing all in the videos video <laughs> you know we want y'all to come to rbu 
<laughs> we don't want y'all to come to RBU with kids dancing in the background, you know. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. So, um, with that said, be sure to check out 1515 Nav and all the content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, you to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast platform you choose to use. Just type in 1515 Nav, you'll find the podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, the, uh, the Rundown, Lace Them Up, um, Wrestling Roundtable, and Studio Flow. And you like fuck them other dudes because I only fuck with those dudes. Just type in. Uh, wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, Roundtable, and you'll find a podcast such as the GTS, RBU, and our large special events in or pay-per-view podcasts. Um, since we're doing this pandemic, since we um going to be ongoing with this pandemic, don't know when we're going to be able to get out, do whatever. Um, you know, we'll try to give you some RBUs, but don't be mad if we just talk wrestling for the hour or two or whatever oh, that we want to do this for. So, um... That's just kind of how we're going to be operating for the foreseeable future until we get back to to some normalcy uh, in our lives. So, um, but we're going to try not to miss anymore and, and make sure you guys get a good podcast. With that said, be sure to click on the Amazon banner and go support the site. Greatly appreciate it. And um, it's me, Stir the Pearl. It's Miller. And we out.